and welcome everybody to the Mind Sculptors podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. I am your host, Callahan, and we do have a great show lined up for you today. I'm so excited for this episode. One of my favorite people in EDH, really just a magic community, is joining me today. But before I get into all of that, just want to thank you for joining us today. If you like this episode or any of our other episodes, please make sure to like, subscribe, and comment down below. And if you want access to our Discord server, uh, make sure to head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash sculptors or check out the link in the description. Uh, also, if you want any cards that we might discuss today or uh, you are ordering some new cards, check out our TCG player affiliate link down in the description below as well. That also helps help support the channel as we do stuff like the MLC. Also, Nico's Angels, which you should check out. New episode just came out last Friday. So uh, with that being said, I'm really excited to introduce my guests today. Uh, you know him from the I Hate Your Deck series is, uh, as he would call himself, filmmaker Michael David Lynch. Lynch, how are you doing today, my guy? I'm doing good. Just got back from Peru and uh, happy to be talking magic yeah. and agree with you. You are all over the place. So you were in Peru. You were you've been in South America a lot recently, haven't you? Yeah, I was in Colombia, and before that, I was in Africa. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for for taking some time to come on and uh, chat with me about uh, magic for a little bit. Uh, it's funny because we spent about an hour <laughs> talking before we started recording. Um, so I'm really it was a it was the prep it was the prep. Well, you and I you and I DM each other all the time, so it, it's no surprise to me that. We just kind of sat and chit chatted for a little bit. But uh, so one of the things we're going to talk about, man, my voice just cracked really bad there. Excuse me. Uh, one of the things we wanted to get into here is uh, kind of talking about uh, I Hate Your Deck. You know, you guys are a channel that we you know started not too long after we started. And um, you guys just exploded uh, and have done a lot of cool stuff. You've done, had Kyle Hill on your channel. You've had Post Malone on your channel. Um, you've had the professor on your channel. You've had some cool, cool guests. And so, uh, take me back to, this is back in December before you release your, um, promo video, really, you know, the trailer for it. Um, you know, why did you decide to start doing this channel with Joe? Well, I guess I got to take it back earlier than that. Um, you know, uh, I started, I, I, I'm a new magic player mm -hmm. and I think that's actually important to say because of all the gatekeeping of like, you've got to be so good to play magic or so good to be a content creator. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think like most new players, you, you start watching command zone, you watch game nights cause they're the new one or you watch Tolarian community college. So it's like, those were the, I think I discovered game nights because of Tolarian community mm -hmm. college. I was watching his stuff first. I was like, where do I buy sleeves? Where do, where do I buy a deck mm -hmm. box? You know, um, and I started playing magic because I travel the world for the wor work I do working in film and TV. And I had a friend who had revised cards in a rubber oh, band God. <laughs> that he'd had from high school. And he, 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 for like two years, was trying to get me to play magic yeah. with him. And for about two years, we, while we're traveling the world, I'd be like, no, let's just play Switch. I got an extra controller. Let's play Mario Kart or whatever. Or Overcooked. You know, oh, I like gosh, those games. Yeah. 
finally, I was just sick of playing my Switch. And I was like, all right, man, you've been trying to get me to play Magic forever. You're going to have to teach me. I haven't played since I was 11 when the game first came right. out. And I really don't remember the game. And I'd, and I'd sold all my cards to buy my first video camera that got me into the, you know, the career path that I'm in. Um, and we, we had an eight-hour plane mm-hmm. ride. And, you know, halfway through the plane ride, our camera assistant, who had been, I guess, an ex-Magic Pro, um, was like, what are you doing? I, let me look at those cards. I can't believe you're playing unsleeved on an airplane. And is that a rubber band? <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, it is, I don't know how you managed to play magic on a plane. Honestly, <laughs> we played the whole time and not only did we played the whole time, but you know, when we had rules questions, cause we found out we were playing a lot of it right. wrong. We used this X pro to like continue to help us teach us the rules um, and then after eight hours, when you're on a plane and the stewardess says, uh, you know, put your trade tables up and you're like, no, <laughs> we need a game. I knew at that point I was yep. hooked that I was no going back. I was deep into magic. My wife is a huge gamer. Um, and she'd been really trying to get me into gaming. You know, she played games like, you know, Skippo, Uno, you know, any, any kind of like, you know, normal game, Settlers of Catan, uh, all that, all that stuff. And, and at the time I just, I was so work focused or film focused that I just, uh, you know, besides video games, I wasn't really into, to, to the normal tabletop games at that moment in time in my life. So when the minute we landed in New Finland, Canada, mm-hmm. We all went to, I think, Walmart, and we bought those uh, Ravnica guild kits. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I bought the Boros one. I bought the Demir one. A buddy of mine bought Is It, the X-Magic Pro. And then my other friend who got me in back into Magic bought the Golgari one. And then the whole trip while we were filming out there at lunch and at restaurants, we would just play Magic. And we also bought sleeves because our friend taught us how to buy sleeves and they told us about how not to be a monster. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so so I fell in love with it. And then that's when I started watching Tolarian Community College. And then I started watching Game Nights. And then, you know, Game Nights is so good for beginner Mm -hmm. players. But then there gets a point where if you are looking for more powerful decks, you know, they purposely don't want to do that. Like I know Josh, uh, I believe has said he doesn't want to do CDH, for mm-hmm. example, you know, that they're, they're not trying to, you know, go to the ceiling with the gameplay. They're really focused on, on teaching, which I think is right. great. You know, they're, I joke, they're like the Disney of magic. They're like, you know, Disney's huge, right? Wow. They own Marvel. That's such a good way of describing it, actually. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. Disney, you know. Is Disney? They're huge, and you know I feel they own their market. You know I'm, you know I hate your deck isn't trying to go right. into their space. I don't want anyone to go in their space. They own that space, and I think it's beautiful. Um, but there got a point where I was like, where is other content for the kind of magic that I'm playing at the local the LGS right. the local gaming store? Because when I showed up to my local gaming store with my pre-con, because I'd just gotten back into Magic, it's 2019, I'm, I, I, I'm, I bought you know the, those pre-cons that, I, that had just come out, and then I get you know pub stumped by these people with like you know playing Mana Crypt and playing you know all, all this all these expensive cards and dual lands, and I'm just like, what the <laughs> hell? I can't get yeah. this. 
And, you know, when you watch Game Nights, they're not playing Manic Crypt. You're not seeing Board Wipes. You're not seeing Cyclonic Rift. And this is no diss. I'm just saying that, like, when you watch their show and then you go into an LGS that's playing really high-powered stuff, it didn't really prepare me. what you were actually going to see. Yeah, what I was going to see. So I, I just was joking around for a long time that we should do a show called I Hate Your Deck because I was playing against Joe Samut deck and Joe Samut deck's taking 20 minute turns at everyone's turn, not letting right. anyone play magic. <laughs> and and I was like, there's no show preparing me for this. There's right. no show that is that is showing me what I'm seeing <laughs> in the wild. Um, and then, we, you know, I, I kept talking about wanting to do it. And because I'm a, I'm a perfectionist, um, I, 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 I kept not doing it. Um, and then when, when the pandemic hit, I ran um, games mm-hmm. via Google Hangouts. So I had, I had three different Gmails set up and I, I had set links out and we would do like secret partners. We'd have like five person games in three different rooms. And I did this for 70 days in a row during the pandemic. <sighs> Uh, where we played, and a lot of people were like, "Wow, this is keeping my sanity." I've been stuck in a room, you know, alone in the room, being able to see our face was great. And I call it "I Hate Your Deck." Um, and I had another computer signed in that showed the life totals, so that everyone could see the life totals uh, to make it, you know, because a lot of people were like, you know, webcam was weird at first for people. It was this, it was this weird experience. Well, and I think a lot of people um, don't really remember that, like, spell table didn't super exist at the beginning of the pandemic which is bizarre it didn't come to yeah, later it, came, it was like season three of the pandemic that's hilarious that's really funny so what ended up happening was um brian of Tolarian community college did a episode with daquan yeah. power dragon and they said if you want to be a content creator don't wait till it's perfect. Yep. Just do it. And that was all I needed to hear, I guess. I needed to hear that it would be okay if I failed. It'd be okay if I made a show that didn't hit my expectations, which was hard for right. me to hear because, in fact, I've, I've directed two feature films. I directed a movie called Dependence Day. It's a comedy. And I directed a documentary called Victor Walk, but turning victims of sex abuse into victors. Um, so it's like I, I was, I'm, I'm a serious filmmaker, and it was very hard to, to hear that. But when I heard that, I was like, okay, Joe, we can just have the overhead camera be a, a mm-hmm. phone. You know, we don't have to go all crazy because I own a red camera. Right. That's a real picture camera. And uh, I hit up another friend who owned a camera and I was like, hey, are you willing to, you know, donate your camera for this this, this trial run of seeing how it goes? I hit up our LGS, turn zero, was like, hey, can we film there? Are you guys mm-hmm. cool? So then we, we went ahead and we shot the first um, uh, six episodes. We just kind of banged them out. Um, and I, I basically told Joe that, you know, I wanted him to do this with me. Um, and I wanted him to be my co-host. And then Joe said, I want, you know, I want to be more than your co-host. I want to, I want to produce this with you and I'll, I'll share, you know, 50% of all Mm -hmm. the expenses. So, you know, Joe and I produce this equally and, and we finance it equally. Um, and you know, when it, but when it comes to, you know, setting up the lights, shooting it, that's all me. When it comes to editing it, it, it all the post-production is just me. Right. You know, we're, we're a very small, it's Joe and I, that's it. Um, and I just told Joe, I said, I, I think it's really important that our show is diverse. 
diverse with gender, yeah. diverse with race, and that we are continuing to show that magic, the gathering, is for anybody, yeah. regardless of what you look like, regardless of how good you are. You know, we, we eventually do want to do shows with brand new players where we give them our decks and maybe me and Joe play precons. You know, there there is fun stuff we want to do, but you know, I think a big thing I saw at, at LGS's was the experience I had where someone pub stomps you with, with these really strong decks and isn't acknowledging it because we didn't know what rule mm-hmm. zero was back then. You know, I even had invited some people to my house once from the LGS and I warned them. I said, listen, I have my friends coming over. They don't know how to play magic. I really want to get them into magic. I've been training his wife to play for a bit. And, uh, you know, this one person lost one game and then game two happens and he, 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 he brought out his deck and pub stumped everyone turn two. Yeah. And then, and since then I haven't been able to get her to play magic again. She just quit, never played again. And that really made me upset Mm -hmm. because I don't feel that's what magic is. In my opinion, you know, the way I see magic and the way that we want, I hate your deck to be, you know, we want, I hate your deck to help people find the love of magic to, to be able to lose gracefully, to not put all everything into winning, but to everything into building your relationships with your friends and having a good time with that. And I think that's, that's a huge mission of our, of our, of our thing that, you know, even though right. I'm a white person, magic not just yep. for white people. <laughs> you know, it's not a white person's game. It's an any person who's human, regardless, again, of sex, gender, you know, race, whatever, alien, <laughs> you know, like whatever, you know, like it's for right. anyone. And, and it shouldn't be for someone who knows every card and, and, oh, you don't know this card, so you're not good enough to be I, here. It's like that stuff has to go. I need the audience because this is, you know, it, we're an audio podcast. So uh, as we're recording, I can see your face, but our uh, yeah. audience can't see your face. And it's as, from one creator to another. It's so fun to listen to you talk about this because it's I could see how passionate you are in your face about it because your your eyes just light up when you're talking about this. And it, it's great talking about this. It, and so one of the things that I think is interesting that you touched on is the rule zero thing, right? How you didn't know what rule zero was. And, um, you know, and you guys have done a lot of work uh, to have those rule rule zero conversations recently to really push that. And that's made an impact on the community, in my opinion, because I've seen that become more of a thing since you guys have done that. And, and really we were talking about this a little bit before the show, what was kind of the catalyst for having that conversation before the show? The catalyst for having the rule zero conversation came from Reddit and YouTube comments that were trying to blast us when one deck and saying your show is power imbalanced and you guys are tricking people and blah. And I was like, God, this would be so easily fixed if people saw the conversations we had before right. we played. You know, there is an episode where Cash is shirtless uh, and Rachel on it. We haven't aired it yet. Why would he it, be wearing a shirt? That- that's 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 the real question. <laughs> yeah, why should he be wearing a shirt? And it's an episode that is yeah. Pub Stompy. And that's why we 
pushing it because I didn't really want our show to be known as Pub Stompy. But if 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 people had seen the Rule Zero conversation for that, we didn't. This is before we were recording it, and when everyone was saying, "Hey, should I play this or this?" The deck that won, everyone say, "Play that deck." We want a fast game, whatever. But when the game happened, everyone's like, you know, man, screw that deck. This is BS. Blah 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 blah. And so when we air it, people might rip into the person right. who won, like tricked everyone. You know, you brought a CDH deck. You know, they could have put all this energy, negative energy into it, where if they'd seen rule zero, they'd be like, right. they did that. To See, and that's that's <laughs> one of the things that I think you have like such a big hurdle in that from like, you know, use use our gameplay content as a comparison. Right. Our gameplay content, you come in. I don't have to have that conversation because everybody coming in knows we're playing CDH. Right. But CDH is right, exactly. zero. Put that C in front of it. You're like, we're trying to win at all costs. Our decks can win turn two, turn three. It might not happen, but they have that ability if they go uninteracted. Mm-hmm. You know, or if it's Goto, you right. can win turn one. Well, and that was this. This is one of the things. And we had, I, again going back to something we talked about before we started recording um, is the expectation that is set before you start playing a game, whether that's by the LGS setting the expectation for you, whether that's for having a rule zero conversation. I mean, that's what rule zero conversations are, right? Is setting the expectation for a game. Yes. And, and having an understanding so that everyone agrees because a magic game can be along as long yeah. as a movie. You know? And are we in it? Are we trying to, you know, have a comedy? We're all having fun. We're playing chaos decks, playing group right. hug decks and just seeing, you know, full shenanigans. Or is it a horror show where we're bringing out our meanest stacks deck, you know? And some people like the horror show. Some people want the stacks. Some people want thriller, you know? Or it's interesting. Or pure you compare us. It, it's interesting you compare a stacks decks to a horror show because I compare it to like the like most depressing drama I can think of <laughs> in my head. <laughs> it's funny, uh, but you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying, like. The different movies are a different experience and, and you're going to be logged in for possibly a right. long time. You know, the game might go for for one to three hours and some games might go for four hours, depending on, on the game you're playing. And I think it's very important for the health of the community to set those expectations, especially right. for new players. You know, we, we had a new player recently on Twitter hit up I Hate Your Deck and say, you guys got us inspired to play Commander. We went to RGS with our pre-con. We got killed mm-hmm. turn four. And I'm like, well, that mm-hmm. shouldn't happen. You know, and and if they won't power down their decks, my advice with them was borrow mm-hmm. one of their decks. You know, don't play your pre-con against those strong decks if they refuse to play right. at your level. You know, and and you know, if if they'd had the rule zero conversation with this new player, you know, I don't want to see this new player not right. like Commander. And be afraid to play at the LGS, so that's a big, big reason why we're we're pushing Rule Zero, so people know that it's especially when we mentioned before, some Magic players have a hard time with the social mm-hmm. interaction, and and so if we can set a good example for teaching people how to have that mm-hmm. conversation, and sometimes maybe we fail at, at having the Rule Zero because we're playing with a new player or playing with a new deck that we right. don't know. Um, 
You know, like when, when Kyle Hill pub stumped us with Najila and his Savala deck, like I didn't know those were CDH decks. You know, I had never seen them before. So how am I supposed to know right. how strong they are if I've never? So of course, there's always going to be some leeway on us learning and a learning curve uh, on figuring this out. But that, that to me is a, a big thing that I want to try to stop. I want to stop new players from getting gatekeeped and pushed out of the format and, and not getting the chance to love it the way you love it and the way I love this game. And there's a reason why you put so much energy in doing the Commander League and and you know the you know the sculptors. And there's so much reason why I make sure that we have an "I Hate Your Deck" episode yeah. every other week. You know, and and eventually we do want to go weekly because our, our fans I, have been demanding it. You know, originally we were only supposed to do one episode. I'll, I'll month, tell you, from one editor week. to another, weekly gameplay is a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> so much work <laughs> um but yeah no it's it's um it's interesting that you talk about that and it when with the rule zero conversation and it's it's interesting because i've mentioned this before is you know in my opinion i think the L, the lgs needs to be facilitating rule zero conversations ultimately for their players um, because and this has kind of been my opinion has been uh encouraging the lgs to say up front hey this is the expectation of what to expect here on a commander night um i know at our lgs we have the league on one night which is we're playing to win every it's kind of played like an fnm like a modern fnm event or something like that and then on Friday nights, they have the casual league or not league, but the casual event. So you go over, you get paired and right. the expectation is it's way different than what it is on Monday night. And what I've seen is that rule zero conversation has been so helpful for players new and old because it lets them come in and go, Hey, uh, you know, I, I, it's what I said earlier, right? Is expectations are everything. If you go in expecting like a casual game and it's a competitive game, you're not going to enjoy that. Or if you go in expecting a competitive game and it's a casual game, you're not going to, that you're not going to have fun. Right. And so it's all about setting those expectations in my opinion, you know? Yeah. Like when our channel started blowing up and we got invited to play on a lot of CEDH channels, you know, and Joe and I did not have CDH mm -hmm. decks and we didn't reach out to them. They were reaching out to us saying, oh, we got to get you on our show. And and, you know, our, our, our rule zero or pregame conversation with them would be like, hey, we don't have CDH. We have no idea what right. this meta is like. We have like just just if, if CDH is a nine and a ten, just just play an eight. Like that's what we are. We 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 consider ourselves eight. We're 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 as optimized as you can be before you go CDH. Like that was our our best way of explaining it at, at that time. And I remember one one person was like, "Well, we have eleven infinite combos in this deck." Is that okay? I'm like, "Yes." I'm, I'm right. not saying the no rules. There's no ban list. You can play whatever you can build, and then you know Joe stomps them. 
and then they get butt hurt and we're supposed to record two games now we're only recording mm-hmm. one game and you know it's 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 one of those things and then and then and then in or or we do a stream and then you hear the streamer constantly saying this is why i don't play casual Bruh. it's like oh because you're not winning now it's mm-hmm. not fun for you like that's not what magic is like I don't know. It is weird. Sometimes we played against certain CDH people, and and they're and and they've asked mm-hmm. us to play. We didn't go. Oh, please, can we play with you? You know, they've asked us to play, and now you're complaining the whole time about how much you hate casual. That's right. not fun, you know. And I and I think it goes back to like, you know, if, if really all you want to do is play CDH, then just play CDH. Don't ask high powered EDH casual players to come right. on your show if you're not going to be ready for that experience and you're going to whine and complain, you know, the entire right. stream. We, I, I think one of my more, more favorite games is one of our patron exclusives with the episode Joe uh, came on and did with us uh, and he played a Samet deck, deck on there. And that was, it was just, it was a fun game. Everybody, I believe if I recall correctly, it was just like, man, this is wild. Was just watching it just do like crazy stuff. Um, his deck is probably why I named the show I Hate Your Deck. I'm going to be honest. That Samu deck, I've had to play against it way too much. I imagine, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my god, Joe, can I please play Magic on my turn? And it's it's amazingly powerful. I mean, because he made mm-hmm. that deck to be anti-blue deck. That he can have more responses than a blue deck. And it does. And he did a great job with it. And I think that's, again, the beauty of Magic. Why I think that we, you know, why we love, like, I, I especially love to have new players with new different decks because it's something that gets me really excited. I get really excited seeing a deck do its thing. Cause to me, that's like a, a peacock spreading right. its wing. It's like, oh man, that's what it's supposed to do. It's doing its thing. And I, I think that's beautiful. And that's absolutely what I think our show tries to highlight is the beautiful nature of a deck, but while also hiring the beautiful nature of people's personalities. And 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 showing, you know, how how fun it is right. to play with friends, you know, because you'll hear certain people talk about, well, that, you know, poker night with the boys or, you know, you hear all the stuff. And, and I'm like, well, magic can be just mm-hmm. as fun as that. You know, you can still do that with magic. And and I think that, you know, you talked really about us blowing up. I, I think that the reason why our show <clears throat> did well is I think we put a priority on mm-hmm. the personalities i think we put a priority on having fun and the, the the gameplay is probably third and if people just want over top-down gameplay there is playing with power there is mtg mudsta you know there there is so many other content creators that are doing just top-down style where you know you get to just see super honed in here's the gameplay um and and I don't think we want to compete in that market. I think there's a, like, like we had right. this conversation earlier about there's so many um, channels doing their thing, and you've got game nights and right. Disney. <laughs> you know, you're not, you're not competing with Disney. You know, you're not competing with game nights. You gotta let game nights be game nights because what they do is great. You know, they love the animations. You know, there's so much really cool that they have. Uh, you know, going on over there. And you know, when I was making our show. I just wanted to I wanted to have something that I felt fit what I wanted and needed as an audience member. And, um, you know, I really enjoy editing our show 
And I think that's another reason why I think our show is successful. Because yeah. I like our I, show. This is, this is something as a content creator, I always think that I, I like so many people are like, well, what's the algorithm going to like? What are people going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And like, what, 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 do, what do people want to see? And it, this is kind of the thing that I always tell people is it's like, ultimately you need to make stuff that you want to watch because if you aren't enjoying what you're making, your audience probably isn't going to like it. Um, at least nearly as much in my opinion, because if you aren't enjoying what you're making, I think it comes through in what you're making. And it's very clear you and Joe love what you're doing. Or if you're doing it for the mm -hmm. wrong reasons, you know, like um, there, there was another channel that uh, is a streaming channel that also does gameplay videos. And, you know, um, fuck it. I'll just say it. Cardboard command hits us up and it's like, what are you doing? How come we're not getting mm -hmm. your views? Why aren't, you know, and it's, it's this one guy, Luca in particular, and he just he just comes at us with such a negative energy, and it's like, bro, all you're doing is looking jealous as hell, and and you're you're coming at us so mm -hmm. sideways, like, you know, there is no formula that we're doing. We're making content that we love. Mm -hmm. Period. We're not trying to be funny. We're talking shit with friends, and and if and if Kyle Hill says a snow covered island looks like a butt plug, that's funny. You know, and and now people are all looking at snow covered <laughs> islands differently and all calling them butt plugs, you know, and, uh, you know, Kyle, or, if you're if you're listening are, to this, I need you to know that I hate you for this. <laughs> <laughs> and I had another friend of mine I worked on set and goes, if you actually look at it, Kyle Hill must have been studying butt plugs because it looks like a dragon butt plug. <laughs> There is a there's a blue dragon penis butt plug that literally looks a hundred percent like the snow covered island. Cause on set we're filmmakers. We end up searching it. So I mean the snow covered island is a hundred percent. So we've learned things about plug. Kyle Hill's kinks that we we didn't need to know, we, but we know it now. <laughs> dude, a friend of mine like I think it was a lot more than butt plugs we were aware of. That's hilarious. <laughs> But it's one of those things where it's like it's a lot different the way you and I are having the conversation about how do we grow it as a as a content creators? Mm -hmm. How does our channel grow? How do we do this? Like that's a healthier conversation than why are you getting what right. I'm not getting? So like when you come at us like that, it's like, okay, unfriend, right. unfollow. <laughs> we don't we don't need this this energy. And what sucks is there's some guys on that channel that are are cool. But it's like your main dude, you know, is 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 mm -hmm. kind of too much, and and it looks like he just wants the fame of being famous and and being a content creator, which appears to be for the wrong reason, you know. I think that you know Joe and I just love the game, you know. Our 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 goal originally was after one calendar year to have ten thousand subscribers. We were able to do that, I think, in a month and a half. So we were like, whoa, how, how did we just dare do that you? so fast? <laughs> you know, we, we're now at 79,000 yeah. subscribers and we're on track to hit 100,000 before the end of the year. So, you know, by the time we'll see what happens, but I think by the time January hits, I mean, we'll that's probably be at, at 100,000. That's more 000. than like Tolarian has, right? Like, 
Well, no, Tulane Community College has 630,000 oh, okay. subscribers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm um, thinking of Pleasant Kenobi. But, uh, but, yeah, Pleasant That's Kenobi right. is 86. So, you know, what, what, what um, is going to happen is, is, you know, is, what's interesting is just the fact that, like, we didn't have, you know, any mm-hmm. agenda. There was no, like, hidden agenda. It was, we want you to enjoy magic. We want you to see that it can be anybody. And, and again, when I'm editing the episodes, I'm yeah. laughing. Like, man, episode 19 that's going to come out, which is our second Post Malone episode. Like, it and is also, so... To be fair, Austin's probably one of the funniest guys out there. Like, I, 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 I wasn't super sure years ago when he started like making the rounds of the music industry, what I thought of him. And then I saw him on the H three podcast and I was like, this guy's the funniest dude I've ever seen. I love this. He's, and he's yeah. generally a nice person. That's what I've heard. You know, like if you watch our episode on, I hate your mm-hmm. deck, like that's him. That's not like, he's not putting on a show. He's not doing whatever. It's like, that's legitimately who he is. Um, and it's, and it's funny and it's, it's, you know, it's great. Oh, what I was going to say was Brian of Tulane Community College said that, um, he said our channel probably will be the fastest channel to hit a hundred thousand. Uh, and he said, if you go to history lesson, his channel, even before magic, the gathering was the first ever channel to hit a hundred thousand for magic content when he, when he started it, um, and uh, I think, you know, it's funny because him and Kyle Hill are really obviously really good at stats and are really good at all this stuff. And Joe and I, you know, I got we don't really pay attention to that. We, we kind of get updates for them where, where both Kyle Hill and and Professor were like, you're basically doing game nights numbers considering your mm-hmm. subscriber base. You know, we you know, we have, you know, one of our videos is at 400,000 views and we and, and we only have 79,000 subscribers. You know, uh, we, we continue to outperform our yeah, subscriber Yeah, your view base. to subscriber ratio is uh, wonky, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I had another friend of mine who's got uh, a different YouTube channel. Um, they have, I think they have 4 million subscribers. And he was like, you need to start telling people to go and subscribe yes. at the beginning of your videos. <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't doing that. Like, if you look at our earlier episodes... We weren't doing any of that. We would only do everything at the end because I'm a filmmaker. And I'm like, why, why would we put stuff at the front? Screw that. No, go right into it. See our show. And if you care enough, then you'll watch at the end. And they're like, you idiot. You're losing, <laughs> you're losing people. YouTube's a whole different so, animal. So we're still learning the YouTube. And, and, and we're very blessed that people like Kyle Hill – and people like Professor are like, idiot, you can't just have I Hate Your Deck episode number 13. You need to have Commander yeah. gameplay in there. You need to have Commanders in there. You need to have this in there. So it's it's funny to see how much we didn't know what the hell we were doing, but still people were either tweeting us or, you know, again, I think I think we just had a word of mouth mm-hmm. that just spread because we became relatable. We had to take back these counters. We 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 embrace our misplays. We're not pretending to be perfect magic players. You know, I think there's some content creators out there who are like, we're the best. We're the best. You know, come watch the best. And and we're like, yo, we're right. the funnest. <laughs> you can come have fun. 
again, well, you know, talk about butt right. plugs. Well, and, 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 and that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I, and I think there's room for everything, right? Like, I, because it's like, I know, yeah. like, our gameplay, we do like kind of the sports broadcast sort of style with everything. Yeah. And, um, it, it's interesting to see everybody spins on it, right? Because you can tell, I, I feel like it's obvious in my opinion by watching the way you edit, oh, this guy's worked in film, right? Like there's just techniques that you use that you don't see outside of it. And then um, if you watch my stuff, it's like, oh, okay, well, you worked in sports broadcasting, evidently. Because um, <laughs> just how the way I present everything. And it's interesting how... We can, and this is what I love about the magic community, and this is why I love promoting everybody, is because we all inhabit the space where we get to bring our own different takes on the game and just like enrich it, and it makes the game better. And I like, I'm not gonna lie, I am certainly jealous of your growth, right? Like, you guys started like a few months after us and just went straight up and i was like damn i'd love to have that but at the same time like i know that you are bringing good things to the table and i know we bring good things to the table and i just love being able to share the space and uh you know ultimately i think what makes your channel so good is like you said to your point and i agree with you is what makes the channel so good is the personalities come through really well. And um, I think that is what high, what really sets your channel apart from other channels is you guys feel very relatable. And I think that's, that's what I love about you guys. And I mean, and I can, I, I can tell you all as somebody who talks, talks to Michael fairly often, not all the time, but you know, we DM each other back and forth is you're probably one of the nicest people I've met in the uh, EDH and the uh, MTG community. And you're just a very genuine person. And uh, I, I, I appreciate it. And thank you so much for sharing your heart today with us as a, uh, as they say in the, in the church community, right? <laughs> I think it's important that we're able to do that. I think it's really important that we're able to have, you know, fun, yeah. honest conversations and, uh, and and I think that people like us, we have to be mm -hmm. leaders in the community to, to to teach the the younger players, you know, how how to be this way and 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 how to again, if if your deck is is popping off, Callahan, how to be like excited right. for you and and cheer you on and be like, wow, that's mind blowing that he that they just pulled this off, you know. Uh, and I think that. Um, you know, that's all I want, man, is I want a healthy community. And, and when the professor agreed to be on our show, that was one of the, the reasons why he said he agreed mm -hmm. to come on our show was he said, I love what you guys are doing for the community. And I think it's great. And I want to help support that. And when you talk about how we highlight our guest, I mean, when when the professor agreed to come and we'd already had Kyle Hill booked, I was like, <laughs> ooh, I totally yeah. to put those two together. I'm a director as in film, so it's very, very important how I pair certain guests together. That it's not just putting random people together, but how are, how is their right. chemistry going to be? Is it going to be a fun chemistry? Am I going to have fun watching them? You know, and and I do think that we when we have our guests in our show, we we give them space to shine, 
and and to really glow on our show, yeah. uh, hopefully, you know. So it's it's all about love at the end of the day, and and I think that that's what allows us to keep doing it. That's what I think will keep our our show mm-hmm. fresh for me to keep wanting to make the show is just to keep doing something we love. You know, people are like, why don't you do deck techs? Why don't you do this? And I'm like, man, there's better right. channels doing that. I just, I just like playing magic. So if I get to just record myself playing magic and then if yeah. you said your sports background and I, I play hockey. So like, it's like watching the footage I get to watch and see our, you know, we get to post our video and have hundreds of thousands of people tell us what we did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I actually, it all just, right. I learned from it. You know, I, I learned so much from people telling right. us what we did wrong uh, and, and the proper mechanics of Commander. As much as I know some channels get really irritated by it, I've actually learned to just embrace it and and be like, you know, shit, I forgot uh, Do- Darkest Hour was on the table and, and Kyle Hill couldn't Doomblade my right. Ursa. <laughs> you know, like little things like that that you, you don't realize. Uh because there's so much going on. I'm like, oh shit, are all three cameras rolling? Is one going to roll out? It, you know, because if one roll, if, if the overhead camera rolls out, now this episode is thrown away and we just lost a whole episode. So there's, there's a lot on my mind. And, you know, maybe one day, you know, like game nights, we'll have enough money that I can pay other people to watch all the cameras so I can just be playing. If the you game. ever, if you ever want to switch your, <laughs> call until- me up. I'll, I'll come out and switch for you. <laughs> We don't we don't have a switcher. We just right. roll all the cameras, and then I just had to edit them later in DaVinci. Right. So I use DaVinci. So there is no like push person hitting the buttons to cut camera angles. Um, it's all me later in post, and then I suck out all the ums. And I like that butt plug conversation was actually five minutes, and I cut it down to like a tight thirty <laughs> seconds. You know, <laughs> yeah. So it's like our show is like an improv comedy. Where it's like I suck right. out a lot of fat to, to really make sure that it's a tight show. So it's constantly like what stays in, what stays out. Ooh, that joke's a little too raunchy. Maybe that one might get come us out. demonetized. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't do that at all. Like, you know, most of the time I used to cut out all the swear words. Like um, in episode one, this guy originally said I tax that ass. And, and, and I cut it. So he just says, I tax, you know, uh, cause I, I, I was like, man, I want to get sponsors. I, I want to do stuff, but I still want to, you know, have the swear words. And it wasn't until the professor episode where we kind of, I was like, Oh, he, no one's seen him do this. I should just right. let all these stay in there. I should just, <laughs> I'll let the professor go, go ham with the swearing. <laughs> So, but as you know, the content creator, it's always a balance. You're always trying to find the balance of what can we let slide that we can get away with? What is okay? You know, um, you know, again, with the butt plug thing, I remember being like, wow, we're a bunch of straight dudes. Uh, Is this conversation Mm -hmm. offensive to anyone or is it just funny? You know, and, and I showed it to a lot of my, you know, LGBTQ friends and was like, Hey, can you give me feedback on this? (laughs) Is this okay? Because I, I want it to be funny. I don't want it to come off as as weird, right. you know. Well, and then you know, the, you know, and, and a lot of people end up loving, you know, loving it. So it's it's a collaboration, I think, continuously, Absolutely. right? What we do. Well, it's been a pleasure having you today. Um, I know you've got plenty of editing on your next episode to do today. 
Um, it's what you say. <laughs> it's going to be really funny. The, ne- the next post the episode. I'm, I'm really, really excited, excited for you to, to see watch it. it. I love the uh, post Malone episodes. So for the people who don't know how to find, I hate your deck. Where can they find you guys? Uh, they can find us on YouTube. I hate your deck. I mean, pretty much if you yep. Google in the search engine, I hate your deck, you're going to find us. Uh, we're also on Twitter. Um, we're on Instagram. I think Twitter is just at hate underscore your underscore deck. And I think Instagram is I underscore hate underscore your underscore deck. Um, and uh, Facebook is just I H your deck because for some reason people keep like not people, but certain platforms think that we're a, a hate <laughs> site. And it's like, we're not a hate site, man. It's like so annoying when like the same thing with our, we, 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 we haven't, we have a Twitch account, but we haven't, we haven't, we haven't Twitch. <laughs> but but it's it's our Twitch is I H right. you know your deck because again they they don't allow hate in the title and you can't even do H eight because they still know that H eight yep. is code for hate. Um, so it's 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 funny. It's like maybe I should have just called it <laughs> I love your deck and then we wouldn't have you know had so many issues with all of our yeah. trying to find us. Uh, and if people want to find me uh, on both Instagram and Twitter, I'm Michael D Lynch. So that's the easy yeah. way to find me. Well, thank you so much for coming on. You are certainly one of the good ones. Um, I, that about wraps things up for us here today. Just a quick reminder that if you do want to follow the Mind Sculptors on Twitter, you can follow us at Sculpty Boys, B-O-I-S, where you can find a direct link in our link tree in the description below. I uh, want to also give one more extra shout out to all of our patrons who help keep the lights on. If you too would like to become a patron, and uh, help support the channel and help support stuff like the MLC and those sorts of things, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the fine sculptors or check out the link in the description. Thank you again for joining us today. And from all of us here at the Mind Sculptors, I'm Callahan. We'll see you next time. I'm in line with the stars. I'm in sync with the earth. Ten toes deep, flower child from the turf. I never switch sides. Like even when I die, I'm a ride for the squad. Not a ties in the hearse. I've been on a vibe kind of hard to describe. I'm in between. I'm good and it's fine, but I'm tired of the grind. Then I come alive in the night to realize I'm in the middle with a time of my life. I never so packed for the stack. Never lied on the back. Got a bag from the way that I write it. Queen looking Tyson. Do that I survive doing 80 to the house. Then I hit it to the sky. Change haters on a tyrant. Try and get grip, but it don't make sense. Cause you can lose life on a spell.